Hey there, hockey fans. Jesse Liebman here with episode number four of your Orlando Solar Bears podcast. I'm joined by forward Dylan Fitz and defenseman Cody Donahue. Guys, thanks for joining us here on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks uh, for having us. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's let's jump right into it. Yeah, so we're just going to keep going with this. So, oh, Solar Bears uh, coming into a, coming off of a pretty big week. We'll we'll talk a little hockey, but we'll we'll turn it over to you guys at, at eventually and uh, talk about whatever. But in any case, uh, hockey first. Solar Bears coming off of a pretty big week against the Florida Everblades. Uh, you guys played Florida three times, two at the Amway Center, one down in Estero, and you got two out of the the three for the week. A six-two win at home on Wednesday night, and then Friday night. Man, that was something else. 7-2. I don't think anyone really anticipated that, but it's got to feel good getting four of six points uh, against uh, one of the top teams in the league. Yeah, for sure. Florida's always uh, been a big rival for us, like we were just talking about before we started here. I think we play them 13 or 14 times every year, so it's definitely good to... uh, to get in the win column against those guys you know they're always fun games to play um you know saturday was a great crowd at home too we obviously would have liked a, a better score there but uh but yeah i love those games against florida yeah definitely the uh the florida games are easy to get up for um i think just the rivalry that obviously this being my first year you come into it and i mean you get up to play other games but when it's florida it's, it, it's game on i think at what point, especially for two guys who are both new to the team this year, uh, Dylan, you're in your, your first year of pro, as you said. Uh, Cody, this is your second year, but last year you were with uh, primarily the Brampton Beast organization. Mm-hmm. Coming down here to Orlando, at what point are you made aware of just how intense that rivalry is with Florida? And, and certainly now we have the addition of Jacksonville in the league, but this is only their second year. But Florida <clears throat> from day one has been public enemy number one for, for Orlando. At what point were you guys kind of made aware of just how big of an impact uh, that, that that hatred is? Yeah, um, you know, I think it's kind of been instilled since the first day that I got here. Uh, when we got from San, when I, when I got here from San Jose, it was, you know, it was right away that, uh, you know, those are definitely our rivals. Um, and just other things, too, I think you're held to a pretty high standard here in this organization. Uh, you know, I think it's a great organization to be in, and that's been that's been implemented since day one and I think uh, you know guys are definitely buying into it here so those games are fun to get up for um, you know and I think the fans are kind of everyone realizes that we might have something special here this year in Orlando so it's uh, it's going to be nice to see how it all turns out. I think for me it was right after the first week of camp we got in we had our first preseason game against uh, South Carolina at the RDV and then it was bang three and three against Florida and right from there I think for me it took off that okay these these two teams don't like each other we don't like these guys yeah yeah yeah. so it was you know and you could tell um even the coaching staff wanted to beat them Mm -hmm. even though it was preseason the guys who had been here before Tom or Fredo those guys wanted to win those games even though it was preseason it still mattered so that was probably when the rivalry hit home for me so what happens when when you guys are down playing at ice level in a game against Florida, at what point do you feel that level of intense intensity? Is it when you're still in the locker room getting ready and about to walk out, or what point does the adrenaline really kick in? That's a good question, actually. Um, yeah, for me, it probably starts my off-ice warm-up. You know, you're kind of, once you kind of dial down or dial in and uh, get yourself ready for game time, but, you know, you're just kind of saying to yourself, like, all right, this is a big game, you know, like, we don't like these guys, you know, it's going to be, like Saturday is going to be a great crowd. Obviously, we didn't get up for it the way we wanted to, but, uh, but yeah, for me, it's probably right, right before my off-ice warm-up. I'd say for me, it's, it's the all-nice warm-up when you're looking across and you see the guys that, that you know, you, I guess you're supposed to hate and there is a hate on for them. And you see them actually in front of you. I think uh, 
I mean, Donnie said for him it's his pregame warm-up. For me, my pregame warm-up stays pretty well the same no matter what team we play against. Um, but then when you actually see the guys that you're playing against on the ice across from you, it, that's probably when you're like, okay, like we're going now. Well, let, let's talk about warm-ups a little bit because I, it's kind of an unspoken code in, in hockey during warm-ups. You stay on your half of the ice. Sometimes guys kind of wander over, retrieving a, maybe a loose puck or whatever. And sometimes you <clears> see, <throat> before the, the game itself even gets going, sometimes you see a, a fight or a brawl start to break out or tensions at least start to, to flare up a little bit. At what point does does a team has a team violated that code or at what point do you guys let it slide at what point does it become a thing where both teams kind of convene along the red line near center ice yeah i mean you, you play against some teams and you get guys who you know skate over the red line onto our side as if it's like hey i'm you know i'm here i'm coming for you guys tonight like i'm you know as if it's kind of like trying to be disrespectful i guess you'd say um you know to me, I don't, I don't pay much attention to in warm-ups. You know, I kind of, I do my own thing every game. Um, you know, the, usually the same thing. I'm pretty hard like that, but, uh, but yeah, it doesn't, doesn't bother me much. I, but I know it. I know some guys don't like it. Uh, I'd like growing up, uh, I, I had a pretty intense uh, minor hockey coach, um, and I know the year before he was my coach, there was a full-on line brawl before. Like he, he told us before. Uh, the season even started he said anyone crosses that red line he's like i want you to two-hand him as hard as you can <laughs> so like just swing you know and, and that happened against uh peterborough's rival Lindsay. so big brawl ended up happening duchene was on that Lindsay team oh wow um yeah so it was pretty crazy but i mean junior all the way growing up for me even if you we had linesmen who were on the ice for warm-ups like we don't hear uh but oh, really? Yeah, we've never seen that before. Yeah, so we would have guys like the linesman standing there, and if you even reached across to grab a puck, you started with a two and a ten. So wow, you would start wild. the game already on a, on a penalty kill. Wow. Yeah. So for me, I was just like, you know, I, I don't do it at school. We had linesmen, but no one ever really said anything for me. Like if a puck's like two, three inches over the red line, like I don't have a puck on my stick. I'll reach over. I'll grab that puck. No one really cares. If a guy's slashing it off my stick, then I'm kind of like, okay, you're being bit ridiculous. But no, nah, for, for me, like as long as you're not skating full body over our red line, it doesn't really bother me. I guess it all comes kind of down to the history between the two teams. I mean, occasionally you'll see – you also see players remain fairly cordial. They'll stay on their side of the red line, but if it's a former college teammate or someone that they played with in juniors or played previously together in pro, there's that catching up. There's that, hey, how you oh, doing? Yeah, How's the sure. family? Yeah, for sure. Um, like, I mean, yeah, next week when we go to Newfoundland, you know, I have two, two of my childhood best buddies on the other team. You know, I'm sure we'll be, we'll be chatting at the red line and stuff at warm-up for sure. Um, but, yeah, you know, I think some guys try to do it to kind of piss you off a little. Like, you know, try to maybe – you see fighters do it sometimes, try to get guys going, get the other team's fighter trying to, you know, just to kind of get under skin a little bit. But, I mean, it is what it is for me. Yeah. I mean, this year I had – against Jacksonville, our last game at home, I had Garrett Clark and – or Garrett Hunt, Everett Clark, whatever, yelling at me from their side wanting to fight. And I'm just like <laughs> – like – you're on your side, I'm on my side. Like, I'm warming up. Like, we'll see what happens when it comes to game time. But other than that, like, I don't really care for it. I don't mind it. But it doesn't bother me either way. 
Well, while while we're still kind of on that on that subject of warm ups, I'm, I'm assuming you guys both saw that that pregame skirmish between Newfoundland and uh, and Brampton that oh, came yeah, out about a week and a half ago. <laughs> oh man, so, what, I know what, both of them actually because one of the it was Melindy and who else? Mike James Melindy, Fol- Mike Folks. Yeah, I can't wait to tell him I was talking about him on a podcast after this. Actually, be hilarious. But um, yeah, that was wild. That's like right on the in Brampton. That's right on the tunnel where uh, the away team comes out. Like they were already. Did you see it? It's, yeah, it's at the Powerade Center, right? Is yeah. that where they play? Yeah, yeah, but th- did you see where they were fighting? Yeah, yeah, they were fighting like right in the walkway. Apparently, it went right to like the Zamboni doors. I was talking to both of them after, and I was just like, man, that's <laughs> it's hilarious. You don't see that. You know why it happened? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, because in, in Brampton, it's the same as here. Like, you know how we have to go through the other team's zone to get off the ice, right? Like in warm-up? Yeah, yeah. the cross paths. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I think it was – I think what happened, uh, Melindy was going off, and I think he was chirping guys or something, and someone, like, shot a puck at him. And then I think Melindy cross-checked, like, a, a skill guy on, on Brampton. I think it was Valorani. And then him and Folksy didn't like each other. I think because I think they fought last game before they even like before this game. They've had a few run-ins this year. Right, yeah, because Brampton plays Newfoundland quite a bit. But um, – yeah, That's so awesome. it, was, it was hilarious, man. I was dying at the video when I seen it on the internet after. It's hilarious. Now, of course, while that made headlines, uh, last weekend the Solar Bears kind of made some headlines of their own. Uh, scoreless after the first period on Saturday down at Hertz Arena. You're playing the Everblades. And then Otto Sampi decides to take the puck behind the net and just oh. cross-style it right in underneath the crossbar. <laughs> and. And then I I, saw, I happened to get some video from from the Everblades. They they don't have too many cameras as we do as we have the luxury of in the Amway Center, but mm-hmm, they did have right. a, an ice side camera that shoots in from the Zamboni Tunnel. And of course, Sompy dabs on his way back to the bench. <laughs> yeah, he did. So you know, and then that made the number one play on Sports Center that night. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's funny. It's funny you say that. Actually, me and uh, me and my roommate Mitch Holtz, we were sitting down uh, when we got home from the bus ride, and we were just watching TV, or whatever. Couldn't sleep after being on the bus for a couple hours, and. Uh, we were just watching Sports Center, and then we seen Otto come up, and I was like, "No way, come on, right?" But it was, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, no, it was. That was. It, we were talking about it in the dressing room after. It was kind of like uh, uh, Will Ferrell with the um, alley oop play. The, the whole ring just went silent. Yeah, no, and no one, no knew one what to said do. anything, and even <clears> on the bench, we're all just like, "Oh my god, that just yeah, happened!" Like, yeah, well, I, did you guys hear me screaming upstairs? I couldn't believe what I had just <laughs> seen, but I was going absolutely bananas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it was so quiet at ice level. I mean, someone had just—I forget who it was. Someone had just changed, so I was one of the first ones to like celebrate with him. So when he dabs, yeah. he's actually about like not two feet two, from you. Yeah, yeah not yeah. as no, no further than we are from each other right now. And I was just like, wow. Like, but that's I couldn't wa- believe like, that. That's wild, though. I don't think people people who don't play hockey don't understand how good of a goal that is. Like, how hard that is to do, how much skill Otto has to do that in a game, man. That's, <laughs> well, like, that's wild. There was a, a game a few weeks ago. I think it was against Greenville. We... We were playing them at home, and he was behind the net, and I saw him kind of lean down oh, yeah. as if to kind of wedge the puck onto a stick, and mm-hmm. I thought, oh, is he going to try it there? And for whatever reason, I, I don't know whether he just felt he didn't have enough control or he mm-hmm. decided, ah, probably not. But then to do it again and make the attempt and pull it off is just, man, like the kid's got some skill. I, oh, yeah. I think yeah. the funniest part after it, I was talking to him, and uh, we were just leaving the dressing room, and we had crossed paths with you, and I was like, oh, like your play made the ECHL Instagram page, and Jesse goes, "Yeah, it's probably already on Sports Center." And Otto looks at me and he just goes, 
I've already been on SportsCenter. I was, I was <laughs> he's like, done it before. He I, did that's it before. what I said. I was like, well, what were you on SportsCenter for? And he's like, well, I did it probably about a year ago this time. Yeah. And Have you ever seen his one? He did it in Halifax. Because yeah. right? I, I played with Otto in, uh, for a little bit in, uh, in junior. Uh, I, I played with him for a little bit in junior for the Mooseheads. And, uh, you know, Mooseheads is a oh, great spot to play, great organization. You know, they get like 10,000 fans a night, which is a lot in junior. You know, it's yeah. one of the, like, like especially. Them in London, pretty much, and that's it. Yeah, and, Quebec. And, and the Ramparts, too. And I, I played for the Ramparts for three years. So I've been, I've been pretty lucky uh, in places that I've played. But, but yeah, Otto, uh, he did that in Halifax, too, and same thing. But I think, like, doing that at home is better, though. Like, the place went crazy. I, I wasn't there, but I got the boys were sending me videos and stuff of it yeah. but uh you know because everyone in florida i just kind of went quiet no one was like 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 you said even guys on the bench were like man like oh <laughs> if you would have done that at the amway? Happened, you know yeah amway i think the place would have went nuts oh um it would have been unbelievable hopefully he's got a chance to pull it off again but you know th- there's kind of that there's a level of confidence that has to come with being able to pull that off and, and skill and certainly Otto has that uh do you think after you've tried it once in the season most fans, or rather, most teams will kind of be putting a target on on your back, though. Afterwards, yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. Like, because even even if someone tried that against us, like me as being a defenseman, I'm always around the net. But like, I don't. That doesn't pop into my head that a guy's going to try that. You know what I mean? If he has it behind the net, like, I just, I don't know. That's 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 quite a move. Uh, There's a lot know. of psychology that goes into picking your place, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. And then good, I good. mean, guys with skill like that, though, like there's a complete different mindset. You know, like a, for me, like I mean, I don't really play that skilled game, so I can straight up tell you right now that thought has never crossed my mind during gameplay <laughs> in my entire life. You know, so for him to think of it not only against Greenville earlier and then to go back to it against Florida and actually pull it off. Like like I said, there's got to be a different mindset with those skilled guys. Mm-hmm. Well, you're a guy that when you're you're seeing power play time this year, you're, you're primarily a winger, but you're going right to the net front and setting up a screen in front of the goalie. Just You're a big guy, Dylan. So, I mean, what, what's that like when you know that you're probably going to be seeing a puck coming off of this guy's stick heading <laughs> in your direction? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny, you know, like... You see it in practice, and even Drake stresses, like, because I'll work the penalty kill in practice for the guys who are on the power play uh, when I wasn't earlier in the year. And, you know, you see Donnie getting ready to fire up a 1T, and you like, I'm going to take this right off the boot and be gone <laughs> for a month. But, no, it's – I don't know. Like, the way I see it in a game now is it's probably going to hit that defender before it hits me. So, you know, and if it, if it hits me, then so be it. That That's – what comes with being on the power play you know and especially in that position um just like you said a big guy that goes to the front of the net and it's my job to kind of take the goalie's eyes away we got obviously Berkey Petey back now so those are two flank guys on our power play now leave the skill stuff to them I don't the less I have to handle the puck on the power play probably the better for me I'm pretty good though I had not hitting guys this year like Ole I think I Ole's after wearing one pretty hard for me but uh but yeah it's I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, you, right. Yeah, it it comes I, with the position, you know. I feel like once you take one, you've you've taken kind of a hundred, though. Like it, it's oh, that's it that thought. Yeah, that thought of like, oh, I'm gonna get hit. You're probably more likely to get hit if you just get in there and muck it up. Like, <laughs> start mucking around. Yeah, there. exactly. <laughs> Well, let's talk about that slap shot of yours, Cody, because right now you're, you're having quite a, a breakout season. You've already surpassed your point totals from last year as a mm-hmm. rookie, primarily playing, uh, as we said earlier, with the Brampton Beast. Uh, and a lot of that offense coming on the power play. You've got a cannon of a shot. 
where does the strength behind that shot come from? <laughs> I don't know. Um, we, I mean, in Newfoundland, we do train pretty hard in the summers. But, I mean, even growing up as a kid, I always kind of shot the puck hard. I don't know if it's just shoot the puck a different way or what. I don't know. But it's always uh, it's always kind of been one of my assets, you know. And then I just – this year I've just been using it a lot more to my advantage. Um, you know, especially Drake, too. I think he's believed in me from the start. Uh, I've been on the power play, like, since the start of the year. So, just having that confidence out there too. Uh, he's always telling me to shoot the puck. You know, as soon as I get it, he wants me shooting it. So I think it's it's nice hearing that from the coach. Um, you know, and yeah, I think it's just been it's been going in for me sometimes this year, and it's it's good. I'm happy with it. Well, getting back to to the Florida this past week playing Florida this year, Orlando now five three and two uh, yeah. against the Everblades, and it seems this is probably the most successful start of a regular season series. Granted, there's only three games left in the 12 regular season games this year against Florida. And I know this is your guys' first year here with Orlando, mm-hmm. but what is working against the Everblades this year that might not have worked in the past? I mean, I think it's just, you know, I think I think we have a very well-rounded team here when we have a full lineup. Um, you know, I think we have... We have 25 guys who are bought bought into uh, to doing to doing things the right way. You know, I think that's that's been uh, implemented from day one from the coaching staff or from the president, I should say, all the way down. Uh, you know, and I think guys are buying into that, and and I think it's transferring onto the ice big time. You know, I think we're when we have a full lineup going and everybody's uh, you know everybody's playing a full 60 minutes. I think we have one of the best teams in the league for sure. Uh, I think. Yeah, when I first got here, talking to guys who uh, were in camp and stuff and had talked to the coaching staff before um, they had even gotten to Orlando, one of the big messages that Drake had for a lot of guys was he wants to be beating Florida. He was he was tired of losing to Florida, which I can understand. And then, you know, I think uh, we kind of got pushed around a little bit by them in the preseason. And then ever since then, I think it's just we've taken that, that physical game and we haven't backed down from it. We, we've come at them with more. Um, and you know we've we found a a system and a structure that works for us a, a way to play fast and I think with the size that we have up front and the speed as long as well as the skill especially in their defensive zone I, I think we're a lot to handle for them um, I think that's been a huge part against them to be honest with you this year from, from being able to observe the game from my level on the radio deck or in the occasional TV game on the other side right behind the bench. It seems the system that Drake plays, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's designed to be simple, but keep it simple and it leads to success. It's a very physically demanding system that you guys play. It's a lot of dumping the puck in, retrieving the puck out of the corners, trying to funnel it back to the defenseman. Mm -hmm. Uh, And for those zone entries, when you're dumping the puck in, you're going in on the forecheck, there is a lot of sacrifice involved, and I think that's where sometimes guys maybe struggle with it to an extent. But would that be an accurate assessment of how the the system is kind of employed? When when it when it's working, it does work, but it's a very physically demanding system. Yeah, for sure. You know, Drake. I think he wants. You know, he's he's made a point from day one that he wants a fast and physical team. Um, you know, so I think our neutral zone play. That's what it. You know, he loves. You know, kind of D to D, indirect, off the wall, go get it. And then, I, I mean, I think guys, guys aren't scared to be creative in the ozone either. You know, like I mean, we just talked about Otto and stuff doing that. You know, I mean, you're playing for some coaches. I, I don't think you try that move. You know, but Drake, uh, I think, I think everybody has confidence playing in his lineup. Uh, you know, and then yeah, but definitely fast and physical team. Yeah, no, I, I think that for guys like, especially for me, when I found out the way that Drake wanted to play, I, I loved it because I. 
like I said, I'm not an overly skilled guy. I'm not trying to skate through the neutral zone and make plays. For me, even when I was at school playing, it was, you know, get the puck, get them in deep, go to work down low. And that's what I had to do for my line mates at school. So I've, I've played that the last five years. Um, so playing that way, obviously there's some adjustments in the pro level. Um, but playing that way here, I was excited to play that way. Um, and you're right, it, our our system is designed so that we can play fast. And Drake says it all the time, we want to play a three-quarter ice game. Um, we want to, as soon as they chip it out, we want to go D to D, get it up, let's go, let's go back at them. We don't need to spend any time in our defensive zone any more than we need to anyways. Well, for the Solar Bears, they'll have a chance to use that system against one of the top teams in the league. Uh, let's talk about this week's trip. Uh, tomorrow morning on Wednesday morning, the Solar Bears fly up to Canada uh, for the first and only time this season, at least during the regular season. Uh, and the, from a connecting flight in Toronto, you head out east to Atlanta, Canada, your hometown, St. John's, Newfoundland. So what's that going to feel like coming home to play pro hockey uh, in front of your hometown family, friends? Look at that smile. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be wild. Um, you know, I've, I moved away uh, playing junior when I was 16 years old, so this is my seventh year away. Uh, and I haven't played at home once, so it's definitely uh, definitely a special date for me. Uh, you know, all my buddies and stuff are going to be at the game. My family, of course, um, are going to be using a lot of tickets uh, that weekend in Newfoundland, that's for sure. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward. I, and I'm looking forward to the guys that kind of seeing seeing Newfoundland too, you know, seeing where I grew up. Um, you know, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely a, a great place. You guys are going to love it. Yeah. So for, for the fans tuning in at home that aren't going to be making this trip up just because Newfoundland I, I was looking into it it seems like Newfoundland is closer to Portugal than it is to Orlando <laughs> so for the the fans that aren't going to be able to break the bank and, and make that trip up uh, for the three games Friday Saturday Sunday at the mile one center uh, what are some of the defining characteristics of, of St. John's like what are the, what are some of the sites that that uh, someone would want to see if they yeah, were heading up there. Yeah, you know, the the rink is right downtown, uh, right next to the harbor. Um, you know, there's a there's a place there. It's called Signal Hill. That's probably the main tourist attraction. Um, you know, it's a just a massive mountain, I guess you'd say, where you know, just kind of overlooks the whole city. There's a there's a ton of walking trails and stuff up there. We we always run them in the summer and stuff like that if we're training. Um, but no, it's beautiful. You know, the culture down there. Everybody's so nice. Um, you know. That's something that you guys might uh, kind of find for yourselves that, uh, you know, people, that that's a, what Newfoundlanders have. You know, they have a reputation of being nice people and, and friendly, and that's what uh, I, I can't wait for you guys to, to see what I'm talking about. It's harder to explain. You kind of got to experience it yourself, you know what I mean? It's a big sea town, right? It's, I mean, it's oh, yeah. St. John's, it's right on the Atlantic Ocean. Mm -hmm. There's a harbor. It opens up. It's a big fishing town, yep. big, big uh like seafood that that's like the specialty the the seafood in St. John's I yeah. hear is on Yeah, the seafood will be really good. Yeah, the place we we're going uh for the team dinner on or tomorrow night. Yeah, it's called a fish exchange. I mean, I'm not a big seafood guy myself. I don't know. I was never really cooked in my house growing up as a kid, but uh but yeah, if you guys like seafood then that's that'll be a really good spot. All right. So <clears throat> we've got three games against the the Growlers this week. The Solar Bears saw Newfoundland come in back in in Late November, mm -hmm. split a pair of games. The game that Orlando won came uh, off of Chris LeBlanc's stick in overtime. Uh, what can we expect out of, even though it's been a few months since we've last seen the Growlers, what are we going to expect uh, out of these three games this weekend? Well, I think Newfoundland have, have a real good team. You know, we, we know they're, uh, they're at the top, at the top, one of the top 
teams in the league. Um, you know, they have a lot of AHL contracted guys sent down from Toronto. So, you know, we're definitely not uh, not overlooking them whatsoever. Uh, three games and three nights is tough. I think we're catching them. They have five games and six nights, I'm pretty sure. So, you know, we definitely got to take advantage of that. And like we said earlier, I think playing fast and physical against that team when they're when they're already wore down is going to be key for us. Yeah, I think Donnie mentioned it about all their AHL contracts. I mean, you look at the transactions all the time. They got guys going up and down with the Marlies. Um, for me, I remember, <clears throat> excuse me, watching uh, watching Newfoundland play against us, and they were an extremely skilled team. Uh, they had some big guys on the defensive side, but that game that we won in uh, OT when Blanker scored, uh, I think we took the game to them somewhat similar to how I said we kind of take the game to Florida. Um, I think if we can get on that physical game, uh, it's going to pay off for us, not just in the first and second game, but especially the Sunday game uh, when we're both teams are finishing off, like mm -hmm. like I said, so many games and so many nights. Yeah, for sure. So, Cody, again, as a, a St. Johner, what's the... How would you refer to someone from St. John's? Oh, buddy, come on. You're a Newfoundlander. Newfoundlander. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's all come about the province. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, people always say Newfies, Newfoundlander, but I'm, I'm not, a big, uh, not a big fan of uh, Newfie. I don't know. It's something about, something about that word. I don't like it. But, yeah, everybody's a proud Newfoundlander there for sure. So I understand the, the pinnacle for any tourist the screeched in ceremony. Oh, so yeah. I was just going to ask you about You're going to have to yeah. explain this. Yeah, so I mean, there's, well, it starts really on George Street. So you're on George Street, and then I mean, there's, there's a, there's a couple places that do it. Um, I remember. Um, so what? let's let's set the scene though. George Street, I understand, is kind of the equivalent of Bourbon Street for in New, in New Orleans. You've got Bourbon Street, New Orleans. George Street is the equivalent in in St. John's. Yeah, well, it's it's just a, uh, I mean, the street. There's no cars allowed to drive on it or anything. There's all, and it's just bars. There's nothing else on there. <laughs> Like no restaurants, man. Like I mean, twist my arm. Just straight up, just <laughs> bars, man. It's wild. Like, and I mean, it's it's good too because here, or especially in Toronto, you, you'll like last year where I was playing in Brampton. If we were going out, whatever, we go to Toronto, and then it was like, you know, you kind of got to pick a spot, and then you're there the whole night. You don't really switch bars, mm -hmm. right? Because there's like lineups and stuff in other places. Cover but, and yeah, well, no, yeah, even that. But uh, but Newfoundland, I mean, you can just bar hop all over George Street because the bars are so close to each other. Um, but, yeah, anyway, back to getting screeched in. So there's this one spot called Christian's. That's that's probably where they do it the best. I mean, there's other bars like O'Reilly's will do it. Uh, there's a bar called Trapper John's that will do it. But <laughs> I like doing it at Christian's. And, uh, yeah, so you have to say you have to say the, the Newfoundland saying. I'm not going to tell you what it is now because I'm not giving you guys a chance to, to know what it is because it's funny. But, yeah, you have to say it. There's a guy who comes out in a big sailor suit. Um, you got to say it. You gotta eat the bologna, take a shot of screech, and then you get your uh, your certificate. And then you gotta when you're saying it, you know it's it's really funny. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing some of the boys do it for sure. And that ceremony essentially inducts someone as an honorary Newfoundlander. Yeah, you become an honorary Newfoundlander, which is something everybody should want to be. Yeah. Well, I, I hear you were kind of talking about how everyone has a reputation of being incredibly nice. It seems kind of like Southern hospitality, kind of reflective. Uh, in the, the Canadian fashion. Although I don't think I've ever met a rude Canadian. Uh, I don't know. If <laughs> I have to say, I, I, you're all you're also very nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a couple of rude Canadians out there. But, uh, but yeah, no, we, <laughs> uh, no, all the boys here are great, though. All the Canadians here are great. Yeah, no. It, 
it's gonna be cool this weekend too like i was just saying to you today even just playing here in orlando all the places i've gotten to see because donnie asked if i had been out to to newfoundland before and i said no it's my first time and i said i've actually gotten to see more places playing here in orlando than i've gotten to see anywhere else so it's been it's been cool. Yeah, and it should be it should be good crowds too. I mean, Newfoundland's a hockey. Well, St. John's especially is definitely a hockey city. Um, people there know their hockey. You know what I mean? So it's good. Like they're not cheering. You know, they're cheering if you get the puck out on the PK. Like little things like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of which is kind of cool. Um, you know, and we've had we've had a couple AHL teams and stuff there, but. Um, you know, I think the the special thing about the Growlers uh, being a Newfoundlanders, it's they've kind of preached that it's it's Newfoundland's team. You know what I mean? Like they're they're there to stay for a long time. Uh, there's no like real. I think Toronto likes that affiliation with having uh, the their East Coast team in Newfoundland. I mean, they had the St. John's Maple Leafs at home for for 15 years or 15 or 20 years. Yeah, Drake like, played there when he was within the Maple Leafs. Yeah, system. that's right. Yeah, I was talking to Drake about that actually. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 a really good spot to play for sure. Well, then that's an interesting market because they've had, as you said, they've had a couple of AHL teams. They had the the Maple Leafs. They had the Ice Caps in in two affiliations. First with the Winnipeg Jets, and then the Montreal Canadiens. And then there was that brief absence of of hockey at a high level in St. John's for yeah. about a year or two seasons even mm-hmm. yeah. uh, before the Growlers got established. They used to have a Quebec Major Junior League team, the yeah. Fog Devils. Yeah, but that, they, was, that was when I was growing up. They, To my understanding, though, they weren't as well supported as, as the pro teams in the past. Why is it that the, the pro game in particular is really beloved in St. John's, whereas elsewhere in, in Canada you have, you talked about the, the crowds in London and in Quebec for the junior teams. Why is it that mm-hmm. the pro teams are more accepted in, in St. John's, do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I think... Um, you know, just kind of having that affiliation with the NHL team. You know, I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of Newfoundlanders are kind of like original six hockey fans. You know what I mean? So like, especially when we had uh, Montreal's team there for a bit. I mean, guys love that and Toronto's team. Um, so yeah, I think it's just maybe I'm not really sure. You know, maybe they just kind of it's a they like they're getting behind an NHL team as well. It's not just a junior team. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think the fans uh, are, are great down there for sure. Well, the Shuttle Bears have three games uh, this weekend against the Growlers, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, it's already March, mid-March here in Orlando. The weather's finally starting to, to warm up. And uh, last time I checked, I think the weather tomorrow in, in St. John's is going to be 25 degrees Fahrenheit. So uh, pack your coat, boys. Oh, yeah. yeah seriously. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be cold. I know I know a lot of guys here don't have uh, don't have winter coats, so they've been asking me uh, if they can borrow some of mine that are at home. So I'm probably going to be lending out lending out a good few coats this week. I already can't wait to get back here where it's warm. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even left yet. So, uh, and that, of course, once the, the team does return next Wednesday, there's a game against the Florida Everblades uh, at the Amway Center, and then uh, in comes Idaho uh, over the weekend. So the, that'll be an interesting uh, home set to kind of get towards the final legs final weeks of the regular season and then it's all within the division the rest of the way atlanta greenville a couple of jacksonville and florida games uh we're down the home stretch guys so what uh how are you feeling as we near the final weeks of the regular season and as orlando attempts to to lock up a playoff spot no team has locked up a spot officially yet in the south anything is still up for grabs uh what uh needs to happen for the solar bears to to make a little bit of a run here down the stretch I think for us, it's getting back to the way we played uh, probably the first two games against Florida this past week. Um, we we kept it simple, you know. I think the game on Saturday, even though four two we lost, they doubled us up, I guess. But we just didn't play that simple game. We 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 got pucks into the middle of the ice, and that, that's not our game plan. Um, I think 
our team finds success in the simplicity of, of the game, um, which, you know, some guys are used to playing different ways other places, but here, as long as we keep it simple moving forward, like you said, we've got three against Newfoundland, then Florida, then three against Idaho, so seven games that are, are pretty big, and I think, you know, we, we come out on the better side of those seven games. We've set ourselves up really well for playoffs. Um, as for playoff down the stretch, I don't think you'll see anyone really clinch until it gets a little closer. Our division's been tight the entire year. Um, last time I checked, everyone was within three or four points of each other. Uh, and, you know, that's a weekend. That's that's this weekend, you know. Um, so we got to have a good weekend this weekend to stay, stay within it and, uh, you know, produce this weekend and then get ready for Florida and Idaho when we get back. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I think... I think kind of coming down to the last uh, last stretch of the season, you know, we've, like you said earlier, we just got uh, PD and, and Berkey back. I think uh, I think guys here are kind of feeling something special. You know, I think I think we have a, a hell of a group here, and I think we have a chance to do something special. You know, especially after beating Florida two two out of three, and I think the third game, I think that loss kind of came from within. You know, I mean, that's that's stuff that that we have to you know we have to be aware of, and I think we could have prevented a lot of a lot of mistakes in that game than it would have would have came out the other way but uh but yeah i think uh i think we all realized that uh we're going to be part of something special here for sure all right well st john's a kind of a unique time zone as well they're an hour and a half ahead oh, of yeah. eastern time zone we, hey, what, we, what's up with that we, we get everything first in canada man. we're <laughs> half hour ahead of everyone else yeah no, well, it's gonna be fun we, we get new year's first all that stuff like it's funny because i'm never home for like for whatever for new year's we're, we're always back to wherever you're playing but but yeah they're like last year we were in Toronto and they'd all be celebrating half an hour earlier so it was funny well Solar Bears will uh, officially drop the puck against the Newfoundland Growlers at the Mile One Center this Friday for the first time in Newfoundland uh, that game will be on ECHL.TV and on the Solar Bears website via Mixler and TuneIn uh, 5.30pm Eastern here in Orlando it'll be 7pm in St. John's Newfoundland uh, but I guess that wraps up uh, episode 4 of the Orlando Solar Bears podcast Solar Bears back on home ice for a wind down Wednesday on March 13th they take on the Florida Everblades enjoy $5 wine specials get your tickets visit the Emway Center box office or Ticketmaster.com for Cody Donahue and Dylan Fitz I'm Jesse Liebman thanks for tuning in guys. Thanks. Thank you.